and welcome to Cold Coffee. Woohoo! <laughs> I, I still do the woohoo, Tova. <laughs> I'm Kristen Hewitt today with the lovely Tova Lee. How are you today, Tova? Hey, Kristen. I'm really good. I am having a nervous breakdown. No, I'm okay. <laughs> I've got a show coming up on Thursday. It's my first. Uh, Which is first... today. Which yes. is today. Yes. Your show is oh, today. Sorry. Yes, today. <laughs> I have a show today, <laughs> my God. And I'm freaking out. I'm very nervous and excited and nervous. And yeah, so my whole week has been, uh, has revolved around this show. Yes. So you're performing your first live show, which is so exciting. So extremely exciting because yeah. you've been asked to perform live. I know. I mean, I don't. I'm London. not really call it. I, to be honest, I'm not really calling it a performance or a show. I'm calling it a talk. You know, we're talking. There you go. I'm talking. Well, what you're good at? You know, I'm just gonna talk and <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's really nice. I've been asked to come and do this talk and it's quite intimate with, you know, lots of moms. It'll be really good meeting people in person. So yeah, I'm excited. That's awesome. And it's also your birthday week. I, know. I love that you said it's your birthday week. I, oh, so is that what was funny? Cause I saw you. That you, was, yeah, uh. that was funny to me. It wasn't like today's my birthday on your Facebook page. You're like, today starts my birthday week. week. And I was wondering <laughs> what is your week long celebration? But isn't entail? that what people do? I feel like that's what people do because otherwise it's just one day, right? And it's crap. Um, yeah, so well, that's actually, how mine are. <laughs> no, but actually, mine was, are I, crap. I'm just like trying to milk it because really, uh, again, this week has been all about this talk. Uh, so yeah, Saturday night we went out to somebody else's birthday and I just basically hogged it and went, oh yeah, it's a joint. Hello. <laughs> um, so I pretended like it was all about me when it wasn't. Um, but it was a really good party, by the way really posh very nice <laughs> i saw your um hangover picture and it looked like you had a lot of fun yeah i don't take my makeup off by the way do you when you get home like after a night out do you kind of take no. off your makeup no no who no. has time you're so drunk I you're know. like just want to fall into bed yeah you got you had a hangover this week which is a big deal isn't it doesn't happen that often right no i'm pretty lame i don't go out <laughs> a lot i'm a homebody but um we had a charity event for a roast for a football player down here, and I'm on this Whole30 diet, or I was. I went off of it that night, but, and the only alcohol you're allowed to really have is vodka because it's low yes. in sugar, and let me tell you, I had way too many vodka sodas that night, <laughs> and it felt good. It felt good. I haven't been drunk in a long time. Oh, and my God, and without like you having no carbs and no anything, to so you, it, it just went stomach. right to your head. My God. <laughs> yes, and I even had a couple bites of chocolate cake, which was heavy. Wow. So, um, was it hard to get back to the diet after that? No. You know what's so funny? Thank you for bringing that up because I was actually going to bring this up today. I'm actually in the midst of writing a piece called Why We Celebrate Our Failures. Um, And it has to do with that. Um, I am an emotional eater. I have been my whole life. I use food as a drug. Some people use wine, some people use sex, some people use gambling, but I use food. If I get upset, I eat a handful of goldfish crackers or I go in the cabinet and eat the M&Ms or whatever. It's just my way of making myself feel good. It's the only thing. And emotional eating has been a really hard thing for me to tackle. And I think it's just a mind shift, Tova. Like my whole life, I was like, I can't stop eating this food. I can't. I need it. Like I need the sugar. It's the only thing that makes me feel good. And in the last 22 days, I've cut that out and I've learned so much about myself. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it was a success because I finally understand that. 
and um, I have a healthier relationship with food. And even though I stumbled a little bit that night, I'm still excited to go back on the diet because I know it's helping my body Mm -hmm. and I feel better and I'm sleeping better and uh, my hot flashes are better. So um, I might have failed, but it's still a success in my eyes because I've learned so much about myself through this process. Yeah. It doesn't sound, it didn't even sound remotely like a fail to be honest, you know? If you had, well, like- we also celebrated my daughter losing student council. <laughs> she got the fewest amount of votes. The poor thing worked oh. so hard. Was she disappointed? She worked so hard. Was she upset? She was. She crumbled in oh. tears because not only did she lose Tova, but she got the fewest amount of votes in right. the classroom. Yeah. So she lost hard. bad. Yeah. So she was, so we made her favorite brownies and her favorite dinner. And we, I put little champagne glasses on the table with sparkling apple cider. And we toast, she had no idea I was doing this. And we toasted Lila. And she's like, why are you toasting me, mom? And I'm like, because you, it doesn't matter. You lost. You're only one of six kids to try it That's out of so the whole true. class. Oh, well done. And you tried it and you got up and you worked hard and you're the only kid that memorized your speech and you did it. So what if you failed? You did it. Now you know what defeat feels like. Now you know what it feels like to fail. And she would, you know, so we had a big party for her last night to celebrate that. That's amazing. We, I just, I just wanted her to, oh, it broke my heart. You know, it breaks your heart when you see them so upset and you want to make it better. For sure. Um, For sure. For sure. That was our week. It's been a it's been a crazy one, but I'm super excited to be uh, back here with you. First, before we get into the show, I, I haven't had a Tova's weather report in a while. I need a Tova's weather report. It's definitely, definitely uh, autumn, fall, fall, autumn. Oh, by the way, we did uh, do some um, Halloween decoration this uh, this weekend. Ooh, you did yes. it early. So yeah, well, is it early? No, I thought it wasn't. Well, for early. you, sa- I thought uh, yeah, you said for here. For no, for lunch- sure. Yeah. My neighbors think I'm strange now, <laughs> stranger. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had no activity plan for that day, and I just went. Should we decorate the house for Halloween? So I went up to the um, to the loft and got the box out, and then I realized that I literally have, I mean, three things. It was so lame. Poor. I mean, my daughters are so. <laughs> Like thinking you you do these amazing arts and crafts with them, and I'm like, yay! So yeah, so we put a couple of but pumpkins up. But that's not up. your thing, you know. No, it's that's not. My it's not thing. my it's thing. Not it's not. Thing. It's not. Uh, but so I did what? make them. I did make them. However, clean the drive. <laughs> clean the drive, because I said that you know we can't decorate for <laughs> such a dirty driveway. So you might be the most brilliant mom so in the world. So that was like activity actually we cleaned for about half an hour and then we decorated for like two minutes um but i did promise them that i would go and we would go and get some of the cobwebs and stuff and put that's what we did they love that it took them hours to do that and we got one big fat spider (laughs) that they could put on it and they like go and check their black widow spider every day they love it so i i need to get some more stuff it's not fair they really just get those get those little pumpkins the little baking pumpkins and just get some crayola washable paint and let them paint exactly it's messy but it's fun they love it, it i'm costs really embarrassed to tell you this but i have to tell you this okay so mike got we got pumpkins right we didn't get the small ones we got two big ones and i and, and the the day before i said let's you know let's paint them whatever and i don't remember what happened i had to go out and mike was left in charge and i was like okay so just get out the paint blah blah, blah whatever fine i come back they've basically <laughs> used a pen 
a pen, like a normal pen, and just did drawing on the pumpkin with why? a pen. Why? I have no idea why. It looks so bad. <laughs> I need to take a picture. It's so rubbish. So rubbish. And then, you know, you do the mom thing, right? Oh, wow. That's amazing. You did so well. And it's like rubbish, right? And of course, I give Mike a look like, what is this? What is this? This is not what we discussed. But they were happy. They were happy. You can take water and you can rub the pen mark off because I've done really? that. You can clean it off. No, if you I'm just going to get a couple of those small ones and do what you said one day. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, today, wait, so it is autumn. Before we get into the show, it is autumn there and you have leaves changing yes. and the weather's cooler. Yeah, we don't have that down here. No. It's stifling hot. It looks like it's still it's, hot. <laughs> it's so hot. And I've now let our border collie puppy go out and he just chases the iguanas away every day because we have iguanas everywhere and they're driving me nuts because they slap the, their tails on my kids. If the kids get too close, they're really mean. Oh. So... Oh it's just God. hot. I'm tired of the heat. We pay, we booked a um, we booked a trip. We didn't get to go on our 15 year wedding year anniversary trip to Banff, so we booked a ski trip. We're taking the girls skiing in Amazing. Banff in February. I'm so excited. Is that the first time they'll go skiing? No. Well, I took them two years ago, but one of them got a double ear infection and puked the whole time, oh. so we didn't get to ski. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping this year, this time, everyone can stay healthy. I'm going to keep them in a germ-free bubble yeah. the week before we go. Yeah. So, all so, right, Tova, be, it's... Yeah, before oh, we ahead. get into the show, first of all, I wanted to say uh, thank you to everybody who's been downloading and subscribing to our podcast. You guys are amazing. And we have a really good show today, but I want to tell everybody about... Um, a company we're working with, which we've already mentioned in the past, uh, is Sustain. Do you, do you, have you heard of Sustain? You have, Kristen, right? <laughs> I have. And you know what? I actually got to use, I don't want to give TMI, but I actually had to use the tampons this week, which, um, and they're really not, like, they're really good. Oh I my really God. I used them the immediately. Product. They sent me samples of the tampons and well, the I was, I'm in menopause. Oh. I'm in menopause okay. and I don't need it, but yeah. I think my healing diet is working because I needed them. Wow. So. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, so in case so, you guys don't know what okay, it is, so Sustain is a one-stop shop for all vagina-friendly products. Um, <laughs> okay. And Kristen knows I love saying vagina. Anything vagina-friendly is my <laughs> And I friend. laugh when you say vagina. <laughs> yeah. and but, No, but they, they, it's true. They have everything that your vagina might need, like uh, tampons and sanitary pads and condoms and lubes and, and, wet, and wipes and everything. And what's so amazing about them is that they are all made out of 100% organic cotton and no uh, you know, no toxics, um, just toxins, really some no really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And what's also good about it is that it is a subscription. So you decide what products you want. They deliver to your door. You never run out of stuff. And right now you can get your first month for free and free shipping when you subscribe at sustainnatural.com uh, and use the code coffee at your checkout. That's sustainnatural.com and use the code coffee for your vagina friendly essentials. There you go. So what's our show there today, you go. Kristen? So it is episode 15, and today we are talking about, uh, a t- it's a tough topic. It's something that's been in the news quite a lot the last couple of weeks, Harvey Weinstein and the sexual harassment scandal that is really rocking the entire world because I feel like Tova were all victims of Harvey Weinstein because I don't know if there's a woman on the planet who hasn't experienced some form of sexual assault or harassment or inappropriate behavior. So that's what we're talking about um, today. 
and hopefully how we can teach our children to combat this type of behavior when they're of age. Yeah, I feel like so uh, this whole thing obviously started, uh, uh, was it a week ago, a couple of weeks ago with Harvey Weinstein and everything that was coming out. I've posted like a few things about it now on my blog and I usually don't. Like usually when something happens, I'll have like one reaction to it, one post and I'll move on, you know. And things usually also, especially these days with social media, people kind of move on from something very quickly, you know, and it's no longer interesting. I'm very happy that this is still interesting and people are still talking about it, but it's weird because because what I was thinking about it last week is not what I'm thinking about it this week. Um, so let's start with just telling the story in case there's anybody out there who doesn't know what we're talking about. Do you want to tell everybody right. what the story is? Sure. So obviously Harvey Weinstein is a very famous movie producer and um, many, many, I believe at the time of this recording, 30 women have come forward to discuss his inappropriate sexual acts and behaviors. He's raped women. He's masturbated on them. I mean, just saying that makes me want to throw up. Um, He's forced them to perform sex acts, invited young women underage to his hotel room for massages. Uh, Mir Sorvino's come out, Rose McGowan, Gwyneth Paltrow, Angelina Jolie. I mean, so many famous Hollywood starlets have come out and said, this is what happened to us. It's really disturbing. And a lot of... um, a lot of men have known about what's happening too. In fact, I saw an interview I meant to send you, Tova, where Courtney Love was interviewed by the paparazzi at an event back in 2004. And she was asked, if you were going to give any young actress any advice, what would you give them? And she's like, I'm afraid I'm going to be sued for libel, but I'm going to say it anyway. If Harvey Weinstein asked you to a hotel room, don't go. Wow. I mean, she's people have been warning about wow, his behavior. I didn't see that. It is. Yeah, it's the worst kept secret, I think, in the world. So um, once again, this national, the international spotlight is being shined on sexual harassment. Um, and let's hope, unlike the Bill Cosby story, where 60 women came out and said they were raped and he wasn't convicted, let's hope something happens to this man and this man is finally punished um, for doing what he did to these women. Yeah, so, I mean, the story came out and a lot of people um, obviously got people talking about sexual harassment and there's so many things to be said about it. Um, You know, starting off with what is sexual harassment. I know a lot of women, uh, I mean, my, we've talked about this, right, off air. My personal opinion is that there is no, there is no such thing as a woman on this planet who has not been sexually harassed or has had any kind of like, you know, inappropriate behavior that is of a sexual nature, right? Is then it's inappropriate either in the workplace or anywhere for that matter. And, um, you know, and, and the first thing to do is just kind of like acknowledge what it is, because I think a lot of women don't know. And I think uh, a a lot of, we'll start with that, that I, I think a lot, some, because if you're a woman, and I'm, I know people are going to hate me for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's really what I think. I think there are women out there who will say, I haven't been sexual harassed. And actually, there have been women who have said that, right? Um, yeah. So actress, before we get to the depth, yeah, yeah, I want to tell you, oh, well, so you want to go to Mayim? Yeah. I mean, say I, her name for me. Mayim, uh, Mayim, Mayim Bialik Bialik has said that. Mayim Bialik is an actress. Um, she yeah, was a child the, actress. Big, and um, she... She's also on a show now, but um, she wrote an op-ed in the New York Times that is being blasted. And I'm going to be honest, and this might put off a lot of people. When I first read her piece, I thought, hmm, that's an interesting perspective. I didn't get the tone and the inference that so many other women saw. But basically, she said that um, 
she has she has never been harassed. Mm-hmm. She said, and yet I've also experienced the upside of not being a perfect 10. As a proud feminist with little desire to diet, get plastic surgery, or hire a personal trainer, I have no personal experience with men asking me in meetings in their hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Those of us in Hollywood who don't represent an impossible standard of beauty have the luxury of being overlooked and in many cases ignored by men. She also goes on to say, I still make choices every day as a 41-year-old actress that I think is self-protecting and wise. I've decided that my sexual self is best reserved for private situations with those I'm most intimate with. I dress modestly. I don't act flirtatiously with men as a policy. Okay, so there's so much to say about that. But I'm not going to... I know that a lot of people are now very upset by what she said because you could read into that. And again, I'm not going to say yes or no, right? You can read into that sort of uh, a bit of uh, victim blaming, I guess, you know, uh, to say... Yeah, that, she is being blasted for being Yeah, to say blaming. like you, you only get harassed if you flirt, you only get harassed if you don't dress modest and all that. Now, I, you know me, Kristen, I don't like... I don't like the women bashing. It's something that I I just prefer not doing. And I'm and we are going to talk about victim blaming. I want us to talk about that, but that's not yes, one I wanted sure. to talk about in this instant. I just wanted to say, with regards to her statement, and not just her statement, any women, and I know there are other women. You had chats with friends who said initially, "No, actually, I haven't." They been haven't been. They said, "Yeah, yeah. I said that I haven't." But then, been when you harassed. get into it to the depth of it, you see, well, actually, you have. You just didn't realize that it was sexual harassment, or you just you're so programmed to think well that's just how men behave isn't it and you just brush it off you know and it's and and i think some people even like uh say oh you're you're more sensitive or you're less sensitive but sexual harassment doesn't just happen at the workplace and it's not just somebody's asked you to have sex with them or else they'll fire you which is an extreme you know an extreme which i think everybody right. knows yes yes that's definitely sexual harassment but that's it that doesn't that's not the definition that is not only what it includes, you know? So I think a lot of women out there who potentially have been harassed don't even know it. Don't know. Yeah. And I'm one, and I'm one of those women, and I'll tell my story in a second, but I did pull a lot of women for this show because I, I have been harassed in a number of different ways. And um, a woman in particular told me she had never experienced harassment. And I, I was like, so, you know, you've never been touched inappropriately at church or you know, no one's ever cat called you or looked at you inappropriately. And she's like, well, yeah, of course. When I'm walking down the street, people will say, Hey, looking good, babe, or, Ooh, I want to do you. And she didn't, but she said, I have a thick skin. I don't let things like that bother me. And I thought, well, I consider that harassment. Yeah. If I'm walking down the street and someone says, I want to do you, they're saying they want to have sex with me. That's sexual harassment to the definition. Um, and I don't think that she, I think the problem, Tova, is that we have normalized it. We have normalized sexually incriminate behavior and we're accepting of it. Yeah. And I just, and we have to stop that. Yeah. We have to, I, I think that every woman on the planet has in some way, shape or formed felt it. Maybe you're walking to your car at night alone and you look over your shoulder worried a man might grab you. I mean, I think that certainly. I get scared. And you're so programmed to also not be- make a big deal out of it, to brush it off, to have that thick skin and go, well, you know, it was just a joke. It's just banter, you know? I mean, come on. You know what? I can't even like tell you an example because there are so many examples of that exact moment when you're sitting in a room with men and somebody has said something inappropriate 
inappropriate, but you either pretend like you didn't get it or you pretend like you didn't hear it or you pretend that it didn't affect you, you know, just because you don't want to be that woman. You don't want to be that woman who doesn't have the sense of humor and you don't want to be that woman who makes a scene. Right. And so that's number one. And then the other thing is the whole victim blaming, right? I've heard since uh, Harvey Weinstein scandal came out, like a lot of people, you know, have been talking, well, you know, it's showbiz, these women, they wanted fame. Donna Karen, even the designer. Did you see Donna Karen came out? No, I didn't. Tell me. Donna Karen (laughs) came out and said that she said her comments were misconstrued, but basically the way you dress will invite that kind of behavior and people killed her for saying that but yes a lot and even this article Maya Bialik I can't say her name again I'm terrible at saying Maya Bialik I think is how yeah, it's pronounced yeah how you say it but she even is being accused of victim blaming apparently she at the time of this recording she hasn't done it but she was going to do a, new, a Facebook live on the New York Times Facebook page today to talk about her comments and why right. she didn't mean them the way they came out but again um, n- not 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 now pointing a finger at her because do you know right. what whether she meant right. it or not it doesn't matter there are enough people out there who think that way and I want to focus on that like um again it just links in to the whole you know, rape culture, victim accusing culture of, you know, putting the blame on whoever, you know, was the victim in the scenario, which I call total bullshit because, you know, I, it it really should not matter how you dress, how long your skirt is, uh, whether or not you're a friendly personality does not, does not mean that people get to masturbate on you. It does not mean that people get to touch your boob or call you pussy or do whatever that they do. Like, grab your butt yeah it doesn't it doesn't it's not it it's for me it's insignificant and we talked we talked about it you know like um there was this brilliant video a while back on the internet about this guy who got mugged and he's sitting in the um interrogation room and the police officer is asking him question about the attack and what happened and then they start asking him what were you wearing how much did you have to drink uh you know like questions that they ask you know victims of sexual assault and rape and whatever and it's and you then see how irrelevant it is it's irrelevant when something does something somebody does something wrong to you what does it matter what you did they they were in the wrong why are we let's point the finger on the asshole who asked people back into their into their into his you know hotel suite and and watch to watch I know, him we have always a shower. blame the you know? We blame the victims. We don't blame the yeah. villains. We blame the victims. We don't blame the villains. And, you know, I, Glennon Doyle had a wonderful tweet where she said, how come sexual assaulters can just apologize? Yeah. Why don't they have to turn themselves in like thieves? Do we value women less than things? And the answer to that question, sadly, is yes. We do in this country. We do value women less than things. In fact, I had a discussion. We, my husband and I were discussing this show this morning before we recorded, and my daughter was asking me about it. And of course, I didn't tell her what sexual harassment is because she doesn't know what sex is yet. But I had to explain to her that women are not seen as equals to men in, in, in our world, in our society. Women are still paid less than males, and they do the same job. Women had to fight for the right to vote for president. Women had to fight for the right to work outside of home, that their job was to stay home. They didn't have cars and take care of the kids. My daughter couldn't comprehend that because in the world she's growing up, she understands that people are equal. But um, I was having this conversation with her this morning, and it was just so interesting to me as I was talking to her. I'm realizing just how unequal we are and how much inequality there is in this world still 
And for this to be going on in this industry, and it's not just the television industry, right? This happens in boardrooms across America. It happens in hospitals. It happens in every profession where women are still sexually harassed every day. Um, I'm glad that the spotlight is shining on it, and I'm glad that we're still talking about it. But so many men knew Tova. There was an article about Harvey Weinstein 10 years ago that was buried. So many men knew, and Mm -hmm. no one did anything Mm -hmm. about it. It's not just the women speaking up. It's the men, too. If you see a man sexually harassing a woman, it is on you to stick up for that woman and say something. That's the only way we can change the culture. We all have to work together. It's not women versus men here. We all need to work together to stop this because it really is. It's really disgusting. And when we were doing this show, I had, you know, I had a really hard time wanting to do this show because I have been sexually harassed in a number of ways. And I have been told by male counterparts not to talk about it. I've been told by female reporters who are national celebrities. They have specifically texted me, Kristen, do not talk about it. There is no win in it for you. They still want me to be silent, Tova. We are still told, even with all of these women coming out and saying they've been harassed, I'm still being told to be silent. What does that say about our society? Why are we living in fear? Yeah. No, it's awful. I don't understand it. And you're right. It does. I mean, the fear is not just, you know, people were talking about how in Hollywood people were, you know, the ladies were so scared because they had so much to lose. And I, I... Again, I love the fact that they have now opened the door to something that, you know, a door that should have been opened ages ago, and it's great. But I don't like the fact that the media, so this is not on the actresses, not their fault at all, but the media are now choosing to focus on Hollywood and to make it a Hollywood thing. I watched a news broadcast here in the UK a couple of nights ago, and they were talking about it, and they were just talking about the casting couch, uh, you know, uh, what would they call it, casting couch... um, whatever, you know, like, uh, mentality, whatever. And I was a bit like, no, what are you talking about? It's not just, it's not just in the, in Hollywood. It's, it's everywhere, you know, and don't do that. Please don't do that. Because, you know, like you said, women in all industries, if we're talking about workplace, have experienced that with bosses and not just workplaces. And that's why I love, there's a campaign that's going around social media now. I don't know if you saw that. Hashtag me too. Of, me too. Yeah. Me, thought- uh, women just coming out with their stories. Cause I feel like you're right. There's a lot of hush hush. Uh, I I received loads of messages from women who told me their stories and why they didn't tell. And there's a lot of fear, a lot of fear, fear of, you know, a, a, for example, losing your job, fear of not being believed, fear of being shamed. Uh, There's a lot, a lot, a lot of fear. And and shame plays a big factor as well. I don't know what what it is about us. Well, I guess I guess what it is, is just the, the mentality and the society we live in. But you always look at yourself and you think, well, maybe it was my fault. Maybe I was to blame. And we've both told each other some of our stories. Um, It's annoying because the story that I posted, my own story, actually does have to do with the entertainment business of a time that I was an actress. And I kind of, I don't want to tell that story anymore because it annoys me that, again, it sounds like this only happens to actresses. It doesn't. But my point is. You were harassed outside your house. I remember one time you told me a story that you were a construction worker harassed (laughs) outside your home. Exactly. I mean, so many times, pinched on the ass. Uh, So many times, you know, like I said, inappropriate. comments at work or whatever, uh, you know, people pointing out my boobs, whatever, come on, it's everywhere and all the time. Um, and 
you don't say, like you don't tell. So I love the campaign of the hashtag Me Too, which is encouraging women to come out and say. And I, I don't think it's ever too late to come out and say, you know. Um, yes. I watched, <laughs> I watched an interesting piece on the news just about sexual harassment and how prevalent it is. And I mean, I believe every woman has been harassed, but 70% of women who have been assaulted or harassed don't come forward. I know. Only, only 6% file claims. And of the women who file claims, 75% of those women received retaliation in the study because they came out and spoke. And that's why women are afraid to talk about it. I mean, listen, Bill Cosby was, was uh, 60 women said that he'd raped them and he wasn't convicted. What does that tell women? That tells women that they're not being valued and it doesn't matter that this powerful, famous man raped them. It's disgusting. Um, I want to talk a little bit about sexual harassment because I think a lot of women don't know that they have been harassed. I have been harassed numerous times and I honestly didn't know it until after you and I spoke and yeah, I started reading. Yeah, because when you reading. told me, you told me a story. I don't know if you're going to tell it now, but you told me a story. And I remember when you told me, I thought to myself, that's sexual harassment. Like, but you didn't. And I didn't know. You didn't see it that way. And I didn't know if I, sh- do you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't going to be yeah, the one no, to say, hey, right. Kristen, that, you know, you were harassed. Because uh, I was, you know? I was. I can tell. So the, I'll give you the Cliff Notes story. I was an intern back at a TV station and a director in meetings with other interns and production staff would rub my shoulders. And it made me very uncomfortable. He was always touching me and flirting with me, asking me to go out. He's married with kids. Um, I saw the way the other women looked at me. They blamed me. They, Kristen, you shouldn't allow that. Well, what, I, what, why are you telling me? Tell him to stop doing it. Like, you know, it was always blame me. And I was only 19. I went to HR and I quit and they wanted to know why. And I told them and they wanted me to file a claim and I was too scared. And I left and I was still shamed after that back at school at the university. They were telling me, Kristen, you shouldn't have quit. That's so bad. And I'm like, you guys have no idea what he did to me and how terrified I was. I mean, I felt like I was doing something wrong. Um, And that's one of many. I've been grabbed by another director. I've had my butt pinched by someone before I interviewed them. I mean, cameras are on me, lights are on me, and he still touched me right before we went on live. Um, There's been... Uh, bosses at networks who have who have made comments about my boobs and my body, and I didn't know that that was sexual harassment, Tova. I didn't. I just normalized it, like mm-hmm. many women in this world, and I thought that that was just how it is. And I'm here to tell you that it's not. And this Harvey Weinstein story, and excuse me, I'm getting a little emotional, it has made me relive every single one of those abuses or assaults or harassments. And it has brought up all of that shame that I felt. It's something that we don't deal with. We brush it off as women. We accept it. We understand we're working in a man's world and this is just how it is. That's what we've been programmed and what we've been told. And so I believe many women are like me and are feeling emotional right now, just like when our president, the tape came out and where he said he grabs women by the P-U-S-S-Y. I felt it then too, because I had a man grab me like that once. And I felt it back then when Donald Trump was elected, I felt the the man doing it to me again. And I think so many women who have been assaulted or raped, when they hear these stories, it just comes back to them. Mm-hmm. And this is why we're so emotional about it and why it needs to stop. Um, I mean, I'm reliving it. I feel like we are all victims of Harvey Weinstein because it's still in the news and it's still being told. I feel like we're all reliving our stories again. Um, 
and I'm wanna, just, I go ahead. No, I was going to ask, do you want to, cause I think that's really important to tell to sort of, cause a lot of people just don't know what it means. They don't know what like a definition. They don't know. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, is it worth? Yeah. So yeah, no. So my husband and I work for a team and I got the lawyer from the Miami heat and NBA team to give me the definition of sexual harassment mm-hmm. per legal team per legal terms. Sexual harassment is a form of unlawful discrimination. We define sexual harassment as unwelcome sexual advances, requests for sexual favors, and other verbal and physical conduct of a sexual nature. So they basically are trying to eliminate or create an intimidating, hostile, or offensive work environment. So here are some of the things that could be construed and charged for sexual harassment. Obviously making a sexual or racial comment about a person's physical characteristics, making sexual comments or innuendos even. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to, you know, just an innuendo. Um, The way you look at someone, making comments that are explicitly sexual about a person's clothing, body, or shape, using sexual derogatory terms to refer to a woman. And let's face it, how many people haven't heard the word P-U-S-S-Y in the workplace? That's a sexually derogatory term. Mm -hmm. Making vulgar sounds, spreading rumors, some nonverbal sexual harassment cues are giving unsolicited or inappropriate personal gifts, writing suggestive notes, keeping nude or suggestive photos, calendars, or ads posted in the workplace. So if you have that Maxim magazine calendar, guys, in your cubicle and women can see it, that could be construed as sexual harassment. Um, Physical includes touching, massaging, standing too close, brushing up against, and hugging or engage in other physical touching like kissing. So, or massaging a person's neck and shoulders, which obviously hits close to home. But my husband told me they have a sexual harassment meeting every year, you know, and they are told not to hug women. And down here in South Florida, it's very, very normal to hug and kiss someone every time you see them, but they are told not to hug in the workplace. So, you know, like wonderful, we were saying that like people, some people will come out and say, Oh, but doesn't that make us all a bit like robots? you can't hug somebody or just be a bit friendly and say hello. And I've heard people say stuff like that. Like, I don't know if you've, you've heard it or not, but the thing is, I think, first of all, people need to, um, distinct, like make the, how do you, I don't know how to say it, but like there's a workplace distinction. Yeah. The distinction between a workplace and like something that's social. I think when it's a workplace, yes, we do need to be a bit more sensitive. Why? Because we're not always on equal, uh, grounds. If you, you know, if you're in a meeting with your boss and you, you, you do you get what I'm saying? Like in a position where yeah. it's a boss and a, and an employee, then no, we're not equals. There is, there is, there is some pressure there and you don't know if, if people are actually acting out of free will or not. So that's, I think some, you know, people need to remember, but I also feel like, you know, I've, I've heard like men sort of take offense by this kind of like over, you know, uh, gushing, I guess, of like women coming out and saying, yes, I've been, you know, me too. And all that. And taking offense like it's an attack on men it's not it's an attack on men who sexually harass women and like if you don't sexual sexually harass women then i don't think you have to worry you know if 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 you're do do you get what i'm saying because i think like most most of us can have a nice friendly relationship and say and and you could still give a compliment to your coworker, just maybe not focus on her body you could compliment on her work you could compliment right. her on many, many other things. It doesn't Or you have- can even say, hey, you look nice today. That's fine. But yeah, you don't I mean, have or, to get... 
Or if you're not sure, just don't focus on her looks. But there are plenty of other things you could say, you know? Um, Yeah, I'm trying to find this article that I wanted to find this article really fast that what Tova's talking about, an article came out in Forbes where some um, tech investors in Silicon Valley are are upset with the stories coming out of sexual harassment. A big chill came across Silicon Valley in the wake of all of these stories and people are hyper aware and scared of behaving wrongly. So I think they're drawing kinds of parameters of venture capitalist said anonymously he doesn't want to be known before he doesn't basically they don't want to have solo meetings with female entrepreneurs anymore before you might have said of course i'd love to meet you all especially do it for minorities including women in silicon valley the investor said but now we're canceling it because there's a huge reputational problem all of a sudden yeah so you see this type of thing really pisses me off because again i feel like the way they've worded it maybe and the way it's been presented it's like i'm gonna they're punishing women basically you're punishing them no yes because you you can't keep your hands to yourself, you're going to punish us. So yeah, so right. now, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do business with you. I'm really sorry because you're a woman and you might complain. No, just, you know, just don't harass women and then we won't have a problem. <laughs> That's the only way we're going to go about it. Just don't harass women and then there won't be an issue. It's, I, well, I, don't, I don't like that. That really annoyed me. I believe, Tova, that there is a lesson in every one of our struggles in life, every one of our failures, every one of these painful things that we go through, there's a lesson. And I believe the lesson in this huge sexual harassment conversation now is that women are learning that it is wrong and they're learning the definition and they're learning that they have to stand up for themselves where they couldn't before, where Mm -hmm. they didn't know what to say. and. You know, now that I'm older, obviously, once you hit 40 and you become a little more comfortable in your skin, you have more confidence to say, no, stop it. Get away from me. That's wrong. Right. But in our early teens and 20s, of course, we don't know that yet. So one of the things I've been thinking about is how do I teach our daughters? I mean, you have three daughters. I have two daughters. How do we teach them? Mm -hmm. These are our bodies and it's not okay. So of course, last episode, we talked about motherhood. I talked about Lauren's kids as a curriculum, but I did find a book that I'll share on our Facebook page, Cold Mm. Coffee Show. It's called It's My Body, a book to teach young children how to resist uncomfortable touch. Mm. And I, I read it. I went to the bookstore. I read it. It's phenomenal. And I really believe that every parent needs, boy or girl mom, boy or girl dad needs to to read this book to their children because we need to teach our children that their bodies belong to them and it's not okay. And that's the first step we can do is to empower them at home. And I think that was part of that one uh, New York Times op-ed by Maya. I I don't think that she intended it to be as inflaming as her uh, article meant to be. But I think that was one of the points she was trying to make was she was trying to teach, like her mother taught her at a very young age about sexual harassment. She was empowered that way. I'm not saying that I agree with everything she wrote, but um, I think as parents, we can all do a better job about talking to our kids because nobody wants to talk to their kids about this stuff. It's uncomfortable, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uncomfortable. No, for sure. I mean, I didn't read the whole piece, so I don't want to comment too much. But I don't like I. I don't think I'm ever going to tell my kids to, you know, to dress a certain way in order to to have you know to to be respected. Like I don't. I don't feel that empowers them. I feel like it implies. I think people who say that, I I kind of understand why they're saying it in a sense that I think they want to have a sense of control. They want to believe that. If they do this or that or that, they're going to be safe. But I don't think that's true. I don't think it's true at all, you know? 
Well, that's actually interesting because I am that person. I, my daughter is eight and she wants to wear a bikini, a string bikini with a triangle top. And I've told her no. And I've told her no for a couple of reasons. One, I think that little girls are sexualized very early with the short shorts. I mean, we go to the mall and you see 11 and 12 year olds and they're, you can see their butt cheeks. And I feel like at that young of an age, we're sexualizing our girls. Sure. When they're a little bit older, I'm fine with her doing the trends, but for me, And as a parent, I'm a little more conservative. I dress a little more modestly. I just feel like at a young age, I don't want to sexualize our girls. When they get older and they're teens, if they want to wear short skirts, not to school, of course, because there's a dress code, uh, you know, I'm fine with that. But as of right now, when they're little, that's just my opinion. Am I trying to control it? Do I feel like I'm keeping her safe? That's an interesting perspective that you just gave me. Perhaps, perhaps I don't want men to look at her in a sexual way at this age. I don't know. That's you've given me something to think about, but for now I haven't let her wear a bikini. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Cause my daughter hasn't asked me to wear a bikini yet. And you know, I think like there are things that are maybe, you know, that are age appropriate and that's okay. But I'm sad to say that I don't think if God forbid somebody who has, you know, who's going to do something to a child is not going to choose the child with the bikini over the child that has a full Swimming class. No, that's a great. Yeah, of course. What I'm that's saying, a, like, I don't. Yeah, think that that's makes a great any point. Different. And I also don't think, uh, you know, uh, the same thing goes for women. Like, I don't think you get raped when you're walking down the street because you happen to be wearing heels or because you had lipstick on or because you had a V-neck. Um, I don't. I don't think that has anything to do with anything. If somebody's going out. They want to do something bad. They're going to do something bad. I, I honestly, but I get why people want to think that because you want to, to to try and have a sense and control, you know? I don't know. I That's my opinion. I may be wrong, but... Um, Listen, no, there's, you know? I don't think there is a right or wrong yeah. in any of this. I, I think that... I think that what needs to happen as a culture is we need to have these discussions yeah. because you and I look at something completely different, but we can still be respectful and we can still um, try to understand the other person's viewpoint. I think, I think the, that's what's I think missing. the thing to focus, because we were talking about kids and that's how we got to this place, is that, uh, like, I, I hope I'm going to be able to teach my kids that, you know, when something does, when somebody, when something wrong, when something bad happens, whether it's to them or to other people, like they, that it's okay to say it. Like, cause that's the thing, isn't it? There's bad things going to happen. It's okay to tell, you know, but yeah, you know, to, it's okay to tell the, somebody. Yeah. And also what you were saying with other people who knew, so not necessarily, and by the way, not just other men who knew again, not about the men, other people who knew. So people who it didn't happen to them, but they were in that environment and they knew it's, we do have a responsibility to, to speak out. You and that, know? Exactly. And that's what Courtney Love did. She said she had never been to a hotel room or she'd never been yeah. asked, but she had heard about it enough where she wanted to say something publicly. But of course it just was swept under the rug because he's a powerful man yeah. and that's where the culture needs to change. Um, yeah, this has been a, it's been a, it's been a hard couple of weeks, I think, just yeah. as women reading all of this and seeing and just imagining and imagining what these women went through and then imagining what the women who haven't come forward have been through. Because if yeah. there are 30 that have come forward, there's got to be the same amount that haven't. And it's just so sad. He's a very sick man. And I, uh, it's, it's just very, it's been a sad week for me, a sad couple of weeks, really reading all the news. Okay. This was a heavy show. Should we do not so news? 
Dad's disastrous sudden need to poo ends up costing him 700 pounds and gets him in trouble with the police. You know why I'm laughing? Because I saw that one. <laughs> I've you seen did? it. I've seen it. But tell me I the see- story because I forgot the story. Tell me. It's, I love the picture because it's got a poop emoji on his head. <laughs> They say when you've got to go, you've got to go. And anyone who's ever been caught short would be inclined to agree. Sadly, it's not always possible or convenient to relieve yourself, as one man recently found out to his cost. The dad from Western Australia found his alleged desperate need to go to the toilet cost him $1,200. And he's blaming the kids. Oh, he's not even blaming the kids, Uh. actually. His crime, other than needing a toilet, was he was driving his truck 23 miles per hour over the speed limit, which is a serious and dangerous traffic violation, according to the police officer, who actually tweeted out the ticket. He tweeted out a photo of the ticket because the police officer's explanation of why he was stopped and why he was driving so fast is, I needed to shit. The kids have given me gastro, he said. (laughs) Not only was the dad alarmingly over the set speed limit, but he had been pulled over twice on his plate to go to the bathroom. So, of course, it could have simply been a creative attempt at getting himself out of hot water. But if he was telling the truth, stomach flu plus losing your license is a very (laughs) definition of having that day. So he lost his license. Oh, no, he did. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. But how embarrassing is that, though, to admit that, right? To get stopped over and sort of get him, you know, get sort of, I once saw Margaret, I once saw Margaret Cho, the comedian, and she, um, she told a story about how she just pooped in her car one day. She was in traffic in New York and she couldn't hold it anymore. No, but where did she do it? In her pants. Oh oh my God. Oh, I just saw, I just saw my neighbors walking down the street. They're a married couple. They're, I mean, you know, they've got four kids, whatever, and they're walking down the street holding hands. Isn't that lovely? (laughs) I just thought that's so lovely. I'm trying to think if me and Mike hold hands when we go out. Oh, you don't? We hold hands. We hold hands all the time, even in the car. Oh, that's so nice. They're so cute. They're walking down the street. That's how he gets me to put my phone away. He holds my hand. Oh, that's a good trick. I feel like when, when the kids aren't around, maybe we hold hands. When the kids are around, we just yell at each other. <clears throat> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> um, anyway, do, do you Chris, have a not so news? I do, do I do, but I don't know. Okay, so basically, um, okay, so again, it's I, I feel bad. It's a funny story, but this little kid, okay, this mom took her kid to Asda to do the food shop, and uh, one of the things she bought was a one of those, I think it was Asda, by the way, was one of those potty seats. You know what a potty seat is? Like you put it on the of toilet. Course, yes. Yeah. To make the seat smaller for for toddler butts, right? So he basically is playing with this thing, and when she doesn't look, he puts it over his head, and it he gets it, his all his whole head goes through, and it's now around his neck, and they can't get it off. So there's this picture of this poor kid, this poor kid. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty impressed though that if yeah. he was able to get it on, no. there has to be a way to get it off. No, no, I think they got it off eventually, but it was obviously stuck, and he was crying. And I don't know why they took a picture of him crying, by the way. Do you find that weird? You see a lot of pictures on on the internet and on social media of like children suffering. <laughs> You're thinking, why did they take a picture? I took a picture. Once I made breakfast bear toast, I make this toast with like Nutella and I make the eyes out of bananas and yeah. I make their toast look like a bear. And oh. my daughter cried for like an hour because... <laughs> 
She hated it. She hated the breakfast bear test. So I took a picture and wrote a whole blog post called Why uh, Feeding Your Kids is Harder Than Childbirth. Yeah, but that's different, I feel like, you know. That's a bit different. Have you seen those those, um, stuffed animals? I have to show you guys this video. There's these stuffed animals that are really sweet, and then you press a button and they go, and they scare the child. And a mom did it to her baby and he was so terrified and she videoed it and posted it on Facebook and it has gone viral and I keep watching it and laughing my ass off and I feel so bad for that kid because that kid's probably psychological. It's, it's like you know movie. you're not supposed to enjoy it, but you enjoy it nevertheless, you know? <laughs> yes. yes. Have you seen those stuffed animals? No, I really want to oh, see it I got, now. Okay, oh so I got, I'm writing a note right now for Send our wonderful it. audience that I'm yeah. going to put the stuffed animals on our cold coffee show page and... Um, and then, yeah. Also, Tova, we usually do a question of the yes. week. What should our question be for our sexual Well, harassment? I really want to encourage just- women to come out with their stories and maybe do the hashtag Me Too. Um, so if you want to, if you want to come forward and tell your story and I don't, I feel like, uh, some women feel like, oh, well, my story's not a big deal because I got away. I've heard women say that women have said that to me this week. You know, why, why should I talk about it? You know, like I, I, I wasn't raped. I, I managed to get away, but I don't, I think, you know, I think we should all just tell our stories if we have one and, and, you know, and just, and just you know, be heard. I feel, I feel like that's so important in the healing process. Even if it's, yeah. And even if it's just a man made you uncomfortable when he put his hand on your leg and you know, or the, the way someone looks at you leering and you yeah. know what they're thinking. I mean, that, that is still harassment. So don't, don't think, you know, oh, I'm stronger than that. I'm tougher. I don't let things bother me. Don't think that it's normal. It's yeah. not normal and it's not right. Yes. So maybe that's, I mean, I don't think that's a question, but if, you know, if you guys want to share, if you have something you want to, you know, come forward and tell, then, then by all means do. And I know it's going to encourage other women who maybe are more, you know, are, are less inclined, but they need their voices to be heard. Absolutely. All right. Well, this was definitely a heavy show, but, um, I think it was one that was necessary and it was healing for me to do this show and talk about it because like I said, I didn't even know that I had been harassed as much as I had, which is pretty, um, pretty sad (laughs) that it's been so normalized. No, it's it's sad that it's, that I normalized it. It's sad to me that I normalized it and didn't realize um, you know, just realize it, but thank you to everyone who has continued to listen and support our show. We are so appreciative of every single one of you. We love hearing your comments and your messages. So keep those coming in to our cold coffee show, Facebook page and Tova happy birthday. Thank you. Kick ass at your show. I can't wait to see video (laughs) of your live talk. I'm so excited. I wish I could fly across the pond today to come see you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And everybody have a great uh, end of the week and weekend, and we'll catch you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.